Welcome back to the show as we head towards week three of the NFL season. We've got football and a couple TVs in here. And uh, with the amazing start the Cardinals have had offensively, who better to talk to than a Ring of Honor member, former Cardinals quarterback Carson Palmer, joining us on the Coulter Automotive Group Sports Line. Carson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing great, Carson. Really appreciate you joining us, as always, especially while we're playing Leonard Skinner in the background right there for you. But how you been, my friend? How's the family? I'm well. I'm well. I'm, I'm busy and, and uh, running around chasing kids and, and got my hands full at the moment, coaching football and, and uh, staying busy and enjoying life and watching my cards roll to 2-0 this last Ooh. weekend, which was awesome. Carson, what have you seen from this offense that, yes, it's only two weeks, but they are number two in the NFL in terms of points scored? Just wondering what your impression is as far as how sustainable what they've done so far is over 17 games. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it's sustainable when you factor in there's still 15 weeks of football and injuries and potential sickness and just all the things that, that come up with a season. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to, I mean, to keep up with the way they've been playing. Um, but what they've put on tape is unbelievable, and it's scary if you're an opposing defense. I know there's coordinators watching the film going, man, I don't know if we want to play cover one. I don't know if we want to play zone. I don't know if we want to blitz them. I don't know if we want to sit back and keep the ball in front of us. I mean, it, there's just so many ways they can beat you, and, and it all starts with the quarterback. I mean, he's such a problem in the pocket. He's such a problem outside the pocket. you still got to cover down on A.J. Green and, DeAndre and, and Christian, I mean, there's just so many weapons. And, and uh, you know, keeping Kyler healthy is obviously a, the, of the utmost importance. But the offensive line play has been really good. I think Chase Edmonds has really finally popped, and, and we're seeing the potential that everybody and, and Steve Kine saw on tape from back in the day. And, you know, they're, they're just rolling right now. And if, if they can sustain it, they, they got a chance to win it all. It's just going to be tough, like I said, with all the injuries that come up. But, you know, right now, in my opinion, Kyler's the most exciting and most fun to watch player in the NFL. Man, that is saying an awful lot right there, Carson. No doubt about it. I know how I would try to defend Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, but have you settled on anything? What would you try to do? I know it's so difficult. You just got done saying it. It's so difficult to do it. He's beat everything so far. What would you try to do if you were a defensive coordinator? Well, I, I think back to last year when we went to New England and, and they really played him really, really well. They kept Kyler in the pocket. Yep. They caused a lot of confusion. And, and really, if you really go back and study the film, I mean, the, the next three or four weeks after that New England game, everybody was copying that. And they were really – I mean, the, the way to do it is, is to not go for sacks. You just got to keep Kyler in the pocket. Once he's, he starts running around and doing 360s, Nobody's quick enough. Nobody's fast enough to get him on the ground. So, um, you know, I, I just think it's it's something that worries me a bit. Um, just you know, everybody taking a page out of the New England um, the New England playbook, which that playbook that weekend was: don't let him get outside the pocket. Don't go for sacks. Just create a pocket as defensive lineman, and when he steps up, collapse. But do not let him get outside the pocket. And that's really. You know, just with these first two weeks and, and all of last year's games, that's the only time we saw Kyler, you know, 
um, not as effective as, as he's been these first two weeks. And that's exactly what I, I would say as well. I've been talking about it. This is the way Russell Wilson, remember, Carson, they tried to do it to Russell Wilson in year two and three when he was kind of flexing his muscles and showing everybody what he was capable of doing. Everybody said, you know what, here comes the mush rush. Just keep him in the pocket at all costs and then see if you can play zone behind it, keep those zone defenders with their eyes on the quarterback, and maybe he'll throw it to you. Russell Wilson had to prove that he could beat that, and I think Kyler's going to have to do the same thing going forward. I, I do too, and, and logistically when you look at it, when, when you're a defensive coordinator and a head coach and you're telling your defensive lineman, hey, nobody get sacks this week, nobody get TFL, right. keep them in the pocket, there's too much money on the line. There, there's, there's, there's a good chance there's at least one defensive line, especially a defensive end, that's going to be a free, a free agent next year that needs sacks, that needs that next contract, and you don't get a, that next contract by keeping the quarterback in the pocket. You get that next contract by getting the quarterback on the ground. So, I mean, at the end of the day, logistically, it's just tough for the next 15 weeks for people to take a page out of that New England playbook yeah. and keep them in the pocket because there's too many guys that hear what the coach is saying in the defensive meeting rooms and, and hear him talking when they're watching film. But when it comes down to it, they get a chance to get a sack. That Each sack is worth a couple million bucks when you add them up at the end of the year. So those those guys – after 15 weeks, at some point, are going to go for sacks. They're going to try to get him on the ground. And as soon as you do that and let him get outside the pocket, he's got a ton of weapons downfield to get you. Talking to Carson Palmer, uh, speaking of those weapons, to have DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green and Rondale Moore and Christian Kirk and these guys that all do uh, uh, you know some different things out there in addition to just being as skilled as they are. From the quarterback's perspective, what does that do for you to have that many different weapons? Well, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, you know, you, you do need to feed DeAndre the ball. And if he's seeing Christian Kirk get the ball and A.J. get the ball and his touches go down, you know, you, you, there's a chance that those guys, um, they get frustrated. You know, th- those big-time playmakers want to get the ball. So it's a blessing to have that much talent. It's a blessing to have that much speed and playmaking ability. But it's also it's 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 going to weigh heavy on any quarterback, whether it's Tom Brady or or – Tyler Murray, it weighs heavy on you feeling like I, you know, it's been a quarter and a half and I haven't got the ball in DeAndre's hands or even targeted him once. I got to get him that ball. So, I mean, that's the difficult part of the position. You know, there's a lot of extra things that make the quarterback position difficult. But when you also have that burden that you got to feel like you feed each guy and he gets each one, you know, each guy's getting his fair share of touches and you get outside of the way you're supposed to read the defense and, and the place the ball is supposed to go to versus each coverage, then you feel like you got to get DeAndre a touch or you feel like it's been a while since Kirk's had the ball in his hands. You know, that's where you can get in trouble. So really managing um, those individual players and and then also taking what the defense has given you is, is what I was talking about when I said it's a blessing and a curse. Carson, did you want teams to blitz you? Did you want that? Uh, just depending on what offense I was in. When when I was in Arizona with Bruce, we loved blitz. Um, we had so many great, and and you see it in Tampa Bay now. Um, you know, you, you had so many great adjustments to the blitz, and different offenses don't always have so many great answers. I mean, you look at the way Tampa's playing with Bruce now. I mean, when they get inside the red zone and they get heated up, they score every time mm-hmm. this year and last year. So you know, you, you get a quick throw to a guy like Mike 
happens or a quick throw to a guy like Larry Fitzgerald and probably make an arm tackle, you know, nine out of 10 times, that's not going to make that arm tackle. So getting the ball out quick is, is something um, that, you know, we haven't seen a ton of Arizona do. There's not a ton of quick game. A lot of their big play aren't coming from the blitz and, and quick throws. They're coming from Kyler running around and making a play downfield. Uh, but that's something I'm looking forward to seeing as the season progresses is how they do when they start to really heat them up. Uh, Carson, one more for you. In terms of the offense and what you have seen, what does it do for Kyler Murray and the entire offense, I guess, to have a guy like Rodney Hudson step in there right in the center of everything? It's the most underrated position in the game. There's no doubt about it, um, especially for a young quarterback. And at the end of the day, Kyler's still young. He's not in year 8, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still some things he doesn't know. There's still some things he's going to figure out. But having a, a smart vet that's been there, done that, seen a, def- a ton of different looks, been in the trenches for a while and understands how to work with the guys around him and how to, you know, sometimes Kyler's not going to see a pressure. Sometimes he's not going to see an adjustment, whether it's the pass game or the run game. And it's happening pre-snap. Having a guy like Rodney Hudson is just huge because he, he can call off whatever that protection or that adjustment is and put them in the right situation. So I mean, I, I've always thought it was one of the you know most important positions outside of having a young quarterback is giving him a veteran center uh, that, that knows the game and, and can talk the game with the quarterback because those guys are invaluable. I know it's only through two games, Carson, but watching Kyler Murray these last two games – Something seems completely different from what I've seen in the 32 previous games. I, I have my opinions, but what about you? I, have you seen a growth with his maturity? Have you seen growth with his brain and what it is that he's seeing? Um, talk to me about the juxtaposition of 32 games to these last two games. I remember coming on your show um, over the last couple of years, the, the previous show, and um, I remember, you know, getting a similar question from from you or Doug, mm-hmm. and, and wanting to see him run more and wanting to see him trust his legs more. That's something I think we're seeing, and I think that's a big difference. Is there were so many times in previous years I was like, "Man, you run four three, just go, just hit the jets and go." And that's just something as a as any player, you need to figure out just how fast you are, just how quick you are just how much faster you are than every opponent you play. And I think that's what, you know, it looks like that's what Kyler's kind of really figured it out is, man, I am the fastest guy in the field, and it doesn't matter what field we step on. This guy, we're seeing him use his legs. We're seeing him trust himself in the pocket, turn one way, spin out the other, cut back the other. We didn't see as much of that. We saw, and, and there was a lot of complaining about him holding on the ball and take some snaps, taking, taking sacks in the past, we're not seeing that. We're seeing him say, "What? Well, I'm faster and quicker than all of you. I'm not going to go down. I'm going to do what I got to do to get outside the pocket to extend the ball down the field. So I think more than anything, the maturity we've seen and, and that I've noticed that's really jumped off the screen at me is he's now realized, man, I am the fastest guy on the field every time I step on it. Carson Palmer, Carson, thank, thank you so you. much for the time, man. We appreciate the insight. Thanks, fellas. Have a great day. Say hello to the family, Carson, okay? <laughs> Will do. We'll okay, do. man.